Welcome back to the Ace Trainer Saga, where I'm playing a Pokemon challenge on Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, the remakes of Ruby and Sapphire from the Game Boy Advance, which is the third generation. And boy, oh boy, what an adventure have we been on. The saga continues this week. We're keep, we're, oh God, we're grinding it out. We're battling, we're knocking out, we're getting gym badges. And pretty soon we're going to be on top of the power yeah the top of the power on top of the pyramid with all the power oh yeah we're on our way to become the pokemon league world champion and uh i got a pretty good feeling um i've been playing quite a bit i uh, ultimately have played now this is total game hours so i haven't played this many hours at this point in the game but uh totally i've played about 20 i think around well actually let's go with this um, around the time that I was playing this, I was probably a little over 20 hours in, probably like 28, probably 19 to 20 hours in at this point in the game, um, which is I've put hundreds of hours on Pokemon games before. It is no stranger to me to dump 20 or 30 hours into a run. Um, usually, I think like the quickest I've ever beat a Pokemon game, not that I've actually like ran through and just challenge myself to do a time trial or yeah time travel i'm still stuck in last friday hey hey um or was it last friday i don't know who knows when we talked about time travel but uh it, hell up until this point it was probably every episode but uh yeah i've never like timed myself on how to get through a pokemon game as quickly as possible you know maybe that'd be fun but i think i've i know i've beaten them in under 24 hours and uh especially some of the newer games um with the experience level curve where or the experience share curve where it shares experience among your whole team you know back in my day back on the old game boy color and the game boy advance we didn't have those fancy experience shares we had to do the old switch training where you throw one pokemon out and then you bring them back and you throw your ace pokemon out you knock them out and you get experience for both that's how we used to do it in my day but uh <clears throat> times have changed and you know, the Pokemon company has thought to themselves, hey, what's a, you know, what is a quick and easy way to have everybody's Pokemon level up pretty much consistently and concurrently? Ah, we'll make experience share across the whole board. Now, I do like it <clears throat> because in terms of like, you know, if you're role playing your character or whatever, it's kind of cool to like have the same level all the way across the board. Um, to some people, it's, you know, they, they hate it. They don't like it. <clears throat> You can always solve it with some games by simply turning it off. Some games don't have that option, so you are forced. But if you really, truly wanted to just level up one Pokemon, you could always just take everybody out of your party. And uh, if you're only looking to train one Pokemon, you're probably far enough in the game to do that and not have to worry. But all right, let's get back to the Ace Trainer Saga. Geez, sorry, Pokemon. It gets me just all stirred up and I get all crazy and talk about whatever. But we are on a journey through the Hoenn region. We just got our sixth gym badge, and we are off to tackle the rest of the route. <clears throat> now, if you leave Fortree City, you can head out east of the town and make your way down south. We're going to go down this really cool route. It kind of like mirrors the other side because on the other side, you have like a bunch of tall grass, a bunch of weird, wacky Pokemon popping out, um, like some of them being, which was, you know, on my team, um, Tropius. Yeah, the big banana-eating bronchiosaurus that looks like a... It was just a giant pain in the ass to catch. Ultimately, I don't think it's super good, but uh, it was one of Maggie's picks. So 
Um, Officer Shirley was on my team for a short amount of time, but uh, yeah, still, still in the back burner. You know, who knows? Officer Shirley might make its own debut later in the game. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, yeah, you go through this. It's really, like I said, it's a really cool route. There's a lot of tall grass. You, um, <clears throat> you've already been here once before. Maybe you've already explored a little bit of it. This is where you cross the bridge and got the Devon scope from Stephen Stone that allowed you access to the last gym. But basically, you just follow that all the way down. There is a bunch of trainers. There's a couple really good Pokemon you can get in this area. You can find some Glooms. You can also find um, Absol, which is a dark type Pokemon. It also has a Mega Evolution. So if you're looking to add a dark type Pokemon to your team, Absol is really good and it can learn a variety of moves. Definitely super good to have in your arsenal if you're looking for something with just sheer raw power, really fast, really, really strong as far as like physical attacks. But uh, you eventually you eventually come to a mountain and at the bottom of this route, you know, you might see the Safari Zone first, but basically the Safari Zone in this game is just another wild area. You just go in there and catch Pokemon and do whatever. In previous games, the Safari Zones were like a, it's like basically like a paid hunt. You paid to go in to capture these Pokemon, but most of those Pokemon were only available in the Safari Zone. You know, some of them, like in the first games, they were really rare and, you know, often really hard to catch. But it was a really cool gimmick that I wish they would have kind of kept up. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely really cool to, like, go to the Safari Zone and, you know, capture those cool rare Pokemon. But trust me, if you're trying to do a region dex challenge where you're trying to catch everybody in the Pokedex and you have to involve the Safari Zone and some of their shitty tactics, like in Generation 4, um, even in the remakes, it was such a pain in the ass. Uh, brilliant, brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. They had this like mechanic where you had to check the um, like binoculars for the Safari Zone, and if you didn't see the Pokemon that you wanted to catch, and you just had to look again. But yeah, some of the some of the gimmicks and mechanics were not so good, but some of them were really cool. But anyway, this the yeah the the Sassafras Safari Zone. <laughs> Um, God, what a horrible, and we're just going to get past that. Go check it out. I didn't spend any time in here till I think I came back one time to look for something. There's also some really cool items in there. There's some mega stones or a few TMs and yeah, check it out. Unfortunately, you do need both bikes to access everything. And that is a perk you get. I'm pretty sure after you de defeat the elite four. So after you become champion, you pretty much get both bikes that you can freely switch back and forth to. So don't beat yourself up if you go somewhere like I did and travel back there because you didn't have the right bike and then you get back there with the right bike to get through one part and, you know, it turns out you need the other one too. So don't waste your time. Don't get too crazy. There is still some really cool stuff you can get in there and some pretty decent Pokemon. Donphan being one of them. And it Donphan is on our list. Uh, will it make it onto our team? I don't know. It could could very well it's a very powerful uh ground i think ground type i don't think it's ground and rock i think it's just straight ground type but yeah dawn fan can be found in here and a bunch of other good pokemon so go check it out safari zone you know it's free you just walk in there and do your thing there's some people that might talk about some stuff i didn't talk to any of those nerds i was in there i'm an ace trainer dude i know if i go somewhere you can already assume that i know i'm gonna march right in get what i need and i'm just gonna march right out but uh, if you pay no attention to the Safari Zone, you will see a big mountain and a spot to surf. 
but we'll come back to that. I always like to kind of explore everything before I get, you know, too dedicated to anything. But yeah, you continue, um, you continue east and you will come to Lila Cove town and yeah, or yeah, Lila Cove city or town. I don't remember which one at this point it's city Lila Cove city. Sorry. I'm looking, I'm literally looking at the guide right here in front of me. I just can't read, but no, you run into Lila Cove, Lily Cove city. And this is a pretty big, also another port city right on the water. So you can only assume that there's going to be some surfing shenanigans to be had around this time. But uh, yeah, there's actually no gym here. This place holds a the biggest department store where you can find any and everything, basically, from stat boosting items to nature helping items, held items, or, or yeah, directions, decorations for your hidden base. All, all sorts of things you can find there. There's also a contest hall. There's like the Pokemon trainer fan club. Um, I think that's it. There's the, uh, well, like I said, it's a port city. So they have the little port where, you know, you would think that the ships sail back from Slate Port to Lily Cove and all that good stuff. But if you make your way into exploring Lily Cove, if you even step foot towards a department store, you get challenged to a battle, and uh, this battle can go one of two ways. Chances are it goes in your favor because you get to fight May, and I'm pretty sure that this is the last time that you fight May. Um, at least it used to be, to my knowledge. I don't maybe I don't remember if in the remake they bring her back for like a post Elite Four fight, but I'm pretty sure this is like one of the last times that you get to face your rival from your hometown, a Little Root. You guys set off around the same time. She kind of always sticks with you, kind of guiding you along the way. Now, now, granted, in the original games on the Game Boy Advance, Ruby and Sapphire, they didn't have some of the perks and you know some of the things that happened that happened in this new generation, which is quote unquote Gen Six. But uh, some of the, she wasn't as like by your side in the original games as she is in this one. But you do get to fight her, and you know at this point you should be you were probably more than prepared and over leveled to fight her. It's kind of a trash fight. It's just like her starter and I think like a whale Lord, maybe a Breloom. It all depends on who you pick as your starter, but yeah, she's genuinely or generally weak to, you know, your type advantage, but uh, yeah, you, you just crush her and she's like, Oh, you know, you're, you're such a cool trainer and you know, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for whatever. And she talks about the department store and she heads out. But yeah, you take a look around and as you're looking around, you will see that there are all kinds of Team Aqua goons. And I'm pretty sure at one point or, or another, you uh, I think it's like when you enter the area, you overhear some grunts talking about like going to Mount Pyre and all this other stuff, which you would assume that Mount Pyre is that like big, creepy looking mountain you just passed. Now, I like I said, I went to Lily Cove because I had to heal up and buy some items. But yeah, I made my way back to Mount Pyre because, you know, right now, if you go out onto like the beach, I'm pretty sure it's blocked off. So you're unable to get any farther. So you're going to have, have to make your way back to that mountain. So you make your way back to Mount Pyre. You surf down. And basically, it's just like a big um, cemetery for Pokemon. You know, there's a bunch of people inside that are, you can battle against, which is kind of morbid. You know, if you think about it, they're here to like, you know, 
be sullen and sore and upset about their dead Pokemon, but they're like, oh, you know, battle me over his grave and I will truly, truly, you know, show him my power. And then you crush him. And then now they have even more dead Pokemon. No, I don't know. The theory behind that was they never die per se. They just faint, quote unquote. But uh, yeah, there are been known to have some Pokemon death. There's a big, uh, I think we talked about this in another episode, but um, the whole like Ash and Gary and the, in the canon of the anime, they have their fight on the ship and then the next city you run into him. He doesn't have that Pokemon that you battle with. So you can only assume that, you know, you killed it or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. You have to check it out. If you know anything about Pokemon, maybe you don't know, um, look it up. It's definitely a weird little, I don't know. It's a weird little thing about the games and anime. There's a lot left to interpretation, but it is definitely pretty cool to see how some of that stuff transcribes over the years. But anyway, you go to the Pokemon cemetery and you fight your way to the top. Now there's two ways you can go all the way to the top and Mount Pyre. There's a lot of items or you can go out the side door, which is basically like a couple floors up. You go out this little side door and make your way to the very, very top of the mountain. And you get to the top and you will find either Archie or Maxi, depending on what game you're playing. For me, I'm playing Sapphire and I run into Archie. And he's got like a blue orb and a red orb. And you can assume that this is all part of his diabolical scheme to, you know, for Maxi, it's to heat the world out, cause a drought. For Archie in our game, it is he wants to flood out the world and reset the whole basically timeline of Pokemon and revert it back to whatever. So he's talking about these orbs and how he needs them to pretty much start the apocalypse. And um, he like grabs one and he takes off and there's, he's like an older couple that's at the top of this mountain. And they're pretty much like what I would assume is like the caretakers. They don't really put up much of a fight because they are, you know, old people. They're just like, Oh, don't no, you can't take that. And then, you know, he disappears, but yeah. And they, think that it's a good idea, I guess, to give you, the child, the other orb. They're like, all right, well, that orb, you know, starts the whatever, you know, maybe this orb will like end it, you know, who knows? We don't know. But basically they were also talking about um, how the orbs are some something to do with basically a mega evolution of the legendary and starting all their powers and just a bunch of weird stuff. Like, like I said before, the plots in these games are often very shoddy and very, you know, mixed around. I guess like the biggest plot is like any in any video game out there is there's a big bad guy and he's doing bad guy stuff and it's up to you to stop him. But uh, yeah, we're gonna head to break. We get back from break. We'll uh we'll talk about wrapping up this episode and crushing the gym leader and all sorts of other horrible and great things. All right, I'll see you in a minute. All right, now that we're back from break, let me tell you a little story. Last night I was up in the studio grinding, just putting the hours in, you know, doing, doing what I needed to do. I finished recording this episode and it never processed. So it never uploaded. So I was like, oh, well that's, you know, and then I like came home and like frantically looked through stuff and yeah, the 20 minutes did not take. So we are back for take two and we're going to crush it. We're going to finish this episode. We are going to, you know, you can rest your eyes tonight knowing that in your heart that if you're playing along or you're just, 
you know, playing through vicariously me listening to me while I play it, you know, who knows that that's fine too. You can rest easy tonight knowing that at the end of today's episode, we got the seventh gym badge and we are one step closer to becoming the Pokemon world champion. Oh yeah, it's going to happen. And you know, like I said, if you, if you need to live your Pokemon life through me, that's fine because we're going to kick ass and we're going to, you know, we're going to become the champion. We're going to do the Delta episode, which is post game stuff. And we're going to, we're just going to be a bunch of big, bad, big, bad boys. And we're going to take over the world. But, uh, all right. <clears throat> so after the events that transpire at Mount Pyre, you, like I said before the break, they're all relying on you. And you're like, you know, I'm just a kid. And they're like, you know, we don't care, dude, just grow up, would you? And then they like shove you off. But, uh, no, you basically get told that they are conspiring in Slateport City to steal the submarine for their Team Aqua shenanigans because you know their Team Aqua they need it's it's in the it's in their name man they got to go underwater and they got to find this cave or do this thing just typical bad guy stuff you know stealing stuff and you know running back to their hideouts but pretty much that's what happens so you go to Slateport City and come to find out you are just seconds late and team aqua steals the ship and you know you're talking to like captain stern or whoever it is you're talking to and he's like you know oh my god my ship got stolen or oh the submarine's gone and you know he's uh, an adult venting to a child telling them that his stuff got taken so you know i did my childly you know i duty i guess and i said all right well i guess i'll go take care of him and, and they kind of ship you right back to Lily Cove City. There you go. I butchered that earlier, but I got it now. Today's a new day. So, oh, that's this is more time travel phenomenon, and what we like to call the you know the weird theory of space time continuum of Rockhound Radio. But anyway, same podcast, two different days. All right, let's get back on track. Um, you get. You, you get all the shenanigans pulled over on you. They take you back to Lily Cove. And if you guys had ventured a little bit into the eastern part, like northeastern part, you would see like a big, pretty obvious bad guy hangout. There's some like, there's some cronies standing out front. And, you know, they're just like, hey, you know, this is our spot. There's like a giant, giant target and a flag saying, hey, you know, we're, the bad guys are hanging out here. You know, if the giant base wasn't enough evidence. But uh, sorry, I'm trying to keep my cap. She's trying to crawl over everything. Um, you go to the magma hideout and you just go in there. Well, it's not the magma hideout because we're playing Sapphire. So it is the aqua hideout. You go in there and it is any any bad guy, Pokemon, you know, Team Rocket, Team whatever, through all the different games. It's like a pretty much a mesh of all their hideouts. There's some teleportation tiles where it like shoves you over everywhere different part yeah parts different parts of the it's basically like a little dungeon area to make it a little more darker but uh there's some scientists there's some grunts you can battle there's actually a really important spot in this place that you need to make sure you visit if anything while you're here um go to the i forget what floor it's on but you'll come across like four pokeballs and just make sure that a couple of them will be encounters, but the the one most important thing to get is the master ball. Get your hands on that master ball, and uh, because there that ball is one hundred percent catch rate, 
you can use it on whatever Pokemon, no matter what level, no matter if it's shiny or if you, maybe you just really want it. Yeah, that ball will never fail. So make sure you get that because it's super important. You're either going to wish you had it later this game or maybe, you know, you've got extremely good luck like me. And sometimes when you do um, like global trades or whatever, like random trades being connected to the Internet, which I've heard is like mainly just full of like spammers now. But you would get people would give out like free master balls, but it was all hack stuff. So but I mean, you didn't do the hack. So really, it's just kind of like a gift. And, you know, it's I don't know. It's like a weird like, I don't think it's your fault that they're giving you something that was, you know, illegally harbored. You know, is that a crime? You, you, maybe. But, you know, nonetheless, it's a free Master Ball. So, yeah, check out those online trades. I've, I guess I've never really talked about anything you can do with this game online. But because uh, I'm not really sure if the online stuff is still, I think it is still live. But I know that there's like a bunch of, um, like the Nintendo 3DS eShop, there was some stuff that happened there. So I think the eShop's not closed, but I don't know. There's a, you, you just have to look it up, but you can do like random trades from like they call them wonder trades across the interweb. And you basically send out a random Pokemon and some random Pokemon trainer or person out there in the world sends you a random one back. So there's a lot of cool things you can do with that. You can, you know, play your own game with just those kind of Pokemon alone. You can kind of gamble, see what you get. I've been, um, especially on the newer games on the Switch, like Sword and Shield, I used to spend so much time just literally sitting there, random trading people out, like constantly, like just never stopping, just because I was like addicted to see what I would get. And I did end up getting some really cool Pokemon from um, that generation and that game. But anyway, we're not talking about that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do... I can't even fathom playing another Pokemon game right now, especially with uh, Scarlet and Violet being so close to dropping. But anyway, you dispatch the bad guys in the hideout. Make sure you get that Master Ball. You come across some, you get to like the very bottom floor, come across some grunts. They throw out, it's like a multi-battle, and it's like a horde battle of Puccinis. I just threw out my big boy Lars, and he earthquaked them all. And just as the grunts did, their Pokemon did too. They fell like dominoes because I completely crushed them. And the thing with hordes is you need a move that will hit several um, several targets instead of just one. So moves like earthquake, yeah, earthquake, earthquake, surf. Um, there's several rock slide. It's just a few right off the top of my head. But yeah, you want them to do. You want to inflict damage on several rather than just one because, I mean, even though they're level 15, you know, maybe you just go in and you're not a little, you're just not so much prepared. So, you know, maybe they just all gang up on you and get you. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident that you guys, that's not happening to you guys. You know, we're on our way to become the champion. There's nothing stopping us. So you dispatch these little more nerds, as I like to call them, because, you know, it's not terribly mean, but these guys are kind of, I don't know. They're just bad, I guess. And uh, um, you, once again, are just narrowly, ju they just narrowly escape you. You run into, like, uh, the admin Matt, and, you know, he's this big, like, brawly guy. Like, oh, you know, hey, bro, what are you doing in our hideout, man? And you go in and you fight him. And because that's what every adult does when they see you in this game. They're like, hey, we're going to crush you. And you're like, oh, I'm just a kid, but okay. And then you... You just crush them, and then they have to give you money. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I can just, like, picture, like, you know, me being a kid and, like, winning a Pokemon battle and, like, looking at this big, like, 
henchman, like from a movie, you know, like, you know, imagine like a guy that's like probably six, five, like, I don't know, two, probably two seventy, like a big buff dude wearing like a cut off and a bandana. He's like, Hey man, you want to battle? I can't believe you're in our hideout and you battle him. And then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, so I mean, whatever, here's like $800 or whatever. Now get out of here. And he just kind of like stands there and just is all mad about it. But yeah, you fight him and he's like, there's, he's got a really cool piece of piece of dialogue where after you fight him, you can talk to him and he's pretty much just like, Hey, just use your head and look around and like that's justification for them stealing the submarine and taking off into the bottom of the ocean. And his only thing to you is like, Hey, just, you know, get out of here, would you? And you're kind of off. So if you leave the hideout, because that, that dialogue, I have to stop because I just can't skip over it like that. That dialogue where he tells you that it kind of, I kind of like laughed at myself because I mean, there's not real, there's like some direction, I guess like the Pokemon games are always like real loosely interpreted on like where, I mean, they have guidelines or not really guidelines, but they have like specific points throughout the game where it doesn't allow you progress until you do certain parts in the story, you know, which I understand that, but like up and you get to this point and then like, they like take off. They, they, they stole the submarine, you know, there's, there's no police, there's no SWAT team, there's no, you know, Coast Guard. Nobody cares. The other uh, that's the only ship, I guess, the only submarine ever, and we'll never find it unless I do. But uh yeah, they just kind of leave you like, man, eh, whatever. Be, and when you exit the hideout, you realize that the people that were guarding like the route that would be more east into the water are gone now. And that's where you'll find Route 124. Along this route, you will encounter several trainers. Now, mainly Pokemon, or yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, of course, you're Pokemon trainers. What other kind of trainers are there? Water type trainers. So if you have an electric type or a grass type that you need to power level, perfect spot to do it. You can run into a lot of um, tentacruels, tentacles. There are, are, there's also something very important you can get here. If you see them on your deck snav, your handy dandy little friendly Pokemon catcher, you can do like a deck snav search. And you can get like rare, more rare Pokemon, or sometimes they'll tell you if they're holding something. I happened to run into a Pelipper in this area, and I got a lucky egg. And this is a very, this is like one of the most, like literally probably one of the most rarest items in Pokemon. Well, it used to be, not so much in this game, but it used to be. Originally, it was very rare. It was a held item for the Pokemon Chansey from the first generation. And, you know, good luck on catching a Chansey, let alone good luck catching one. It's got like a less than 1% chance to actually be holding a lucky egg or something super, super insane. Like almost never did those happen. So, you know, like I remember being a kid and like being on old forums and stuff and reading people like legitimately getting lucky eggs, but just because they grinded and grinded and played and like that was such like that was probably one of the biggest in-game flexes before like you could battle throughout the world or like wirelessly or any of that stuff even was even thought of probably honestly but like having a lucky egg and like see me being a kid and seeing like that on a message board i was like damn that kid's so cool like i wish i could have that because i mean i played these games religiously when i was younger if i uh if i wasn't playing like a playstation 2 game when i was younger i was Usually constantly playing Pokemon or my Game Boy, mainly Pokemon games. Um, especially like I remember on the weekends and stuff, we would always like 
not really drive out of town, but like we would drive like 45 minutes or like an hour and you know, I would just ride in the back seat. My parents would let, you know, they'd be driving and I'd just be in the back seat, just, you know, jamming out to Pokemon and living my best life. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. And that's what I guess has always stuck with me is like, I just remember playing these games constantly and I don't know, just so much joy from that, from friends and playing together and just, just all of it. And it's just awesome. But anyway, God, you guys, it's all your guys' fault. I mean, you make me do this when you don't make me do this podcast. I do this podcast and then I get to talking about all this stuff. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I should talk about that. And then, you know, so on and so forth. And then I just get so wrapped up and stuff. And then you're like, geez, those episodes, like, kind of, you know, they keep getting longer and longer. But uh, no, anyway, we're going to wrap this episode up soon. I promise. No more. It's all Pokemon from here on out. All Hoenn region, seventh gym badge ass kick in time so you get through route 124 there is the shard guy you can give him some shards for some stones i think that's how the mechanic used to be if you go more north of this route you will run into the shoal cave pretty cool spot it uh the tide inside the cave changes uh throughout your game so it's like high tide low tide kind of thing and i remember encountering this in the the original of this game and it was like really cool because i didn't understand it at first and i was just like man i went there one day and i was like oh holy shit like this is this is cool and then like i remember going back like later in the game at some point in time and being like what wait a second like this is different and i did it took me a while to catch on and then you know you talk to the people around there and they're like oh yeah you know high tide low tide rules and you know big deal what, what's the big you know whatever and you go in there and you know, I just remember being a kid and being like mind blown. I'm like, is this the same fucking place? Or are you guys just, is this all part of the simulation again or what's happening? But it's a pretty cool place. You can pick up some really cool Pokemon there. Like um, just right off the top of my head, um, Sfeel, a little round walrus Pokemon that evolves into a big bad walrus that is very, very good. But anyway, if you continue through Route 124, you will end up in Moss Deep City. And we finally made it. This is the home of the seventh Pokemon gym in the gym leaders. Oh, yeah, because if you read the title right, gym leaders, Tate and Liza with the mind badge. Now, they are a psychic type gym. You know, before we talk about the gym real quick, this is a really cool island spot or slash. um, I guess it is an island, but it's like a like the equivalent of what I can think of. Like the Space Needle is on this island. It's like a big research development place and just really cool. I love, I've always kind of like loved this city just because it's kind of like off in the coast and it's not too small and it's got some like really cool landmarks and you figure out that Stephen Stone lives here. But uh, the first thing I did, like in my notes, it literally says, um, ASR heads right to the gym. And that's what I did. I hit the Pokemon Center, I healed up and I went right into that gym and the gym design was pretty cool like i remember in the original game it was like a spinny tile floor where it was like a bunch of trick or trap um, tiles that would send you everywhere in this game it is just you battle your way up and they unlock like these little trails that you float through the air it's like i don't know it's kind of weird i like what i imagine is you going there fighting the gym trainer and they're like all right I guess you won. So I have to levitate you across to the next platform. And they just like, you know, can you imagine like just some kind of like pissed off punk 
kid and you beat them in battle and then like now they have to use their power to transfer you to the next platform they're like whatever and they just send you off but no it is really cool it's a really cool gym and going into this psychic type type gym keep in mind what their weaknesses are now psychic is weak to dark type moves and bug type moves and i think that's it for as far as super effective so you want to go in with a dark type Pokemon, if you have one, which I happen to have, I think one, it's part dark type, but uh, that's also because psychic type moves will not work on dark type. So keep that in mind as well. You can kind of like go in like double blade sword, right? You have super effective, but you're resistant and you know, all that good stuff. And now standing before you, as you battled your way through this gym are two twin sisters, the gym leaders, Tate and Liza. And you guessed that it, it is a double battle, which I thought this was really cool. It's kind of like a call. Well, it obviously it's a callback to Generation 3. But if you didn't know, Generation 3, Ruby, Sapphire, and later Emerald were the first generation to introduce the mechanic known as double battles, which, you know, are really cool. I always like the double battles. I remember, like, them advertising it <clears throat> back when TV commercials were cool. And they used to, like, advertise the new games coming out and... I just thought that was awesome. I remember seeing like the double battles being advertised on TV and it really like takes you back. But yeah, it was always a really cool mechanic. And you know, I, that was something that they always like, they continue to keep in the game through all the generations, um, through one form or another. But I always thought that was really cool that they always kind of stuck with that. I, uh, I always really liked the concept behind it, but, uh, yeah, now it's time for the gym battle, what you have all been waiting for. And especially me, so you go into this double battle, they throw out a Soul Rock and a Lunatone, both of those being level 45, they are both rock psychic type, so you can expect some, uh, they're like Sun and Moon, so it's pretty cool, they're all, they're not really great Pokemon, but I figured this was my tactic, I went in there, big head, just ready to throttle this gym, get it over with, and I was like, okay, I'll throw out my good old Maurice, dark type, is resistant to psychic has a water move and you know even though it's a little bit lower level i think it'll be fine i will also throw out my breloom good old auto and this is my second breloom because the first one you remember what happened um that was very unfortunate what happened to him anyway moving on auto the second Bra breloom 2.0 auto engaged but uh no i threw him out as well because i was like all right he's fighting type and grass type both of those are weak both of rock is weak, weak to both of those types, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I figured, you know, I'd have no problems. And I, and I knew if I use surf, I could hit both of their Pokemon and I would also hit mine, but I knew that it being grass type, it would kind of soften a blow. So I was like, all right, plan engage. Let's go. So I threw out a surf and I literally like hit them for over half health. And I was like, all right, cool, hell yeah. My Breloom, good old auto, soaked up that surf. It was kind of like recharging. You know, you wet the grass, what happens? It grows, it gets stronger, right? And I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to, it's going to be easy. And then um, Soul Rocks, I think I did a move, or I think I got out, I didn't get outsped. Um, I did something, and it did a little bit of damage, but it didn't like KO it. And Soul Rocks set up with Sunny Day, which is fine, so it can use Solar Beam, but. I knew it was going to be dead before it could do that because that takes one move to set up for. And then Lunatone used Psychic. And Psychic happens to be 
four times effective on Breloom. That is grass fighting, and in one swift move, bam, there goes Otto. And Otto got knocked out in the gym battle. R.I.P. Otto. You are gone. I actually posted a, which I didn't really think about it, but there is a video on my TikTok where I said Pokemon challenges are hard. And it's the video of Otto getting released. So if you are on TikTok or, you know, maybe not, I just recently joined because, you know, I watch enough of those videos on YouTube and Facebook. I figured what the hell. And I've got a couple videos up now. Um, one of them's like a homebrew magic item. Thought it'd be really cool to throw on there. And then one of them is like just a studio video. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about crushing the gym leader. And after I threw out, I think Grumpig, good old Cleo came out and I, I just easily defeated them with another surf. And the only thing left for me to do at this point is claim the seventh gym badge wistfully and then make my way to the Pokemon Center so I can release my sweet, sweet auto and just dust in the wind as we know it. And you know, that's just kind of like what I picture every time. But uh, yeah, you come out of the gym and there's like a really cinematic time, like a big beam shoots up out of the water. There's a really cool cutscene. you know, like you, you just feel like post-apocalyptic world is coming to the Hoenn region. You run into Steven Stone. He's like, oh my God, come back to my house. I've got to, you know, you, you've got it. Once again, the world's in your hands. He gives you the HM for a dive because, you know, next week we're going underwater. And uh, he also gives you a scuba suit with your scuba gear and which is very important. But yeah, there's a really cool cutscene. You figure out that he lives in Lily Cove. And yeah, that's uh that's it. Next week we tackle the final eighth gym. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention the team that I finished with in the gym. Maurice Sharpedo, level 38. Cleo Grumpig, level 53. Lars Camperup, level 49. Sam Dullard, Lanoon, level 47. Officer Shirley Tropius, level 36. Ooh, we're working on her. All right, we're working on it. RIP Auto, you were a good Breloom, even though I didn't have you for nearly as long as I wanted. And that wraps it up. Next week, we tackle the 8th gym. And then the week after that, baby, we're going right to the top, Pokemon Champion. Yeah, this has been Rockhound Radio, the Ace Trainer Saga. Uh, follow me anywhere you get, follow your podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. I love the support. Keep reaching out. If you want a sticker, let me know. I've still got some, and I will get them out to you in the mail as soon as I can. But thank you for all the support. You guys are awesome. I'll see you later this week. All right. <laughs>